0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our awesome partners, Hy V, Toys and Ford, Dan Casper here with you. C Bomb's gonna be joining me here in just a couple of minutes, where we're gonna be talking some brewers. We're gonna talk some brewers, and that's where we're gonna lead things off with a little first things first brewer season over with. A lot of excitement, a little bit more excitement, I would say, from from national peeps about the Brewers, heading into this postseason. Obviously, we're dealt a blow with the news of Brandon Woodruff at least going to be missing the the Wild Card series. Um, you know, they opened up and dropped the first two and get swept by the uh, by the Diamondbacks. So the Brewer season's over with, and now we got an offseason, uns- or an offseason I think filled with questions. Craig Council, is he back? Is he not? Brandon Burns. Or, uh, excuse me, Corbin Burns. I'm combining the two. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. Do you go for for one more year? Do you put all your chips in the table, knowing you only have those guys probably for one more year because they're going to be priced out of your budget? What do you do? But there's a frustration amongst Brewers fans right now. So I'm I'm fully on board with the frustration from from Brewers fans because I think it's a good frustration. It's a frustration that. Now we, we kind of believe we can push for this, but let, let's do it. it, it to me, it, it's still it's, what a turn of events from the last 10 years. Because, again, I'll use this reference. When I was at game five against, that, and I don't know if anybody else was there, but after the game, when, you know, right after when the team's on the field celebrating, the confetti's coming down. And I remember this vividly. You, all of a sudden, the crowd got a little bit louder, you know, because you're high-fiving people you don't know, but they're your new best friends, right? Yeah, just one game five and a walk-off, you're going to the championship series, and then you know, I, I heard the crowd get a little bit louder, and and I looked, because you could tell, you know, you, you guys know what I'm talking about crowds loud, but then it just kind of the the decibels rise up just a little bit, and then I looked. And in the, the video screen, the the camera was on Mark Anasio. Just just Mark. He was on the field celebrating with, with his team. And the crowd got louder when, when that camera was on him. And it was at that point where I, I think it was kind of like a, a, a fan base, a crowd saying, thank you. Thanks, Mark, for... You know, putting to, together a team at that point in time, maybe spending a little bit more than what they had done in prior years. Yes, 08, they acquired CC Sabathia and such, but it was kind of a thank you. Like, thank you for, for doing a little bit for this team. To spend a little bit. To get to that point. To have that moment. To have that moment. And ten years, twelve years, whatever it is, that was ten, two thousand. was that? Two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Twelve years later, it's like now you got frustration from from Brewers fans towards ownership, towards Mark Inoue, so because twelve years ago, awesome, great feeling. Now we want a little bit more. We want a little bit more, or for for maybe some too. They're like, hey, you started off that way, but it never. It, it reverted back down or now you're not spending as much or now you're not investing as much. I mean, let's face it, Mark Anasio I you know, I don't know what he's worth, but I'm a he's I know he's not worth quote unquote worth as much as Steve Cohen with, with the Mets. Not a lot of owners are. We know there will never, ever, 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 ever be a salary cap in baseball. That just that's not gonna happen players are not going to allow that to happen and for anybody who doesn't necessarily understand like salary caps and such you know owners can't just enforce it it's got to be a collective bargaining agreement players will not allow it a lot of i think some even some teams won't even be in favor of that they got the money to spend they're going to spend it so salary cap ain't happening a hard salary cap is not happening not like the nfl I think this is this is an offseason that's going to be, well, going to be interesting. A lot of storylines to follow. But it starts with Craig counsel. Is he back? Is he not back? Is he manager? Is he a front office guy? Is he managing somewhere else? Is he taking some time off? That's the number one story. But, hey, let's uh, let's bring C-Bomb in for this conversation. Daylight, a dollar short. Than your normal day?
1: Yeah, I probably should have. First off, good morning, <laughs> afternoon, evening,
0: everybody out there in El Capitano. You got a, you got a fresh shave? Fresh on a, shave, yeah. I oh. cut my hair daily. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Look at yeah. Up. I don't know if I've ever seen you without a
1: hat. Well, I normally would have a hat on, but I just moved last weekend, and yeah. uh, my hats are... Stored away, right? Now? I don't know where the heck uh. most of them are, but I'll find them. Yeah, not, no bucket sweater. hat or nothing. No, no, I get ripped on from the bucket hat at home. now. you know, it's... I kind of
0: want a bucket hat, but my wife rips on me too for thinking that.
1: Bucket hats are phenomenal.
0: They're a functional
1: hat. They're like Crocs. Functional oh God, footwear.
0: Now we're just, snow. <laughs> no, Come on, no, I know you love
1: there. the car. No. Hey, by the way, in my shopping cart on Packers.com, I've got a, a captain hat. Do you, you got captain the captain on hat on there? I do.
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't know why uh, they don't, you know, if they're going to continue to call me that here around this building, they should put it on there, you know, write it off. Yeah. Can no, write no, no, everything no. off, right? Or... The C-Bomber brings you the hat. C-Bomber. C-bomber. Don't call it yourself C-Bomber. <laughs> Jesus to, H. It's just such a
1: <laughs> Goddamn Brewers, Dan. Yeah. You know what, what? Brewers fans, now we know what it feels like to be a woman.
0: What? No offense to the ladies out there. Well, think
1: of the Brewers like they're this. All right,
0: this lasted a minute and 39 <laughs> seconds.
1: <laughs> think of the Brewers like this. Super awesome guy. You get all you know, all excited and ready for it, and boom, thirty seconds. It's over.
0: Oh, you know, yeah, for crying
1: out loud. You went there all season. Yep. Well, you took it there in your I, mind. I, I mean, that people can perceive that all they want, but yeah. are you kidding? open to
0: interpretation? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. We couldn't leave. They couldn't have left any more guys on
0: base. Oh my god, the lob, the lob. But you know. We'll get to that here in a second, but the, now the the question is going to start with counsel. I was, you know, I've been steadfast on the
1: fact he's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In his mind, he wants to win a World Series as a manager. And
0: is he going to do that in Milwaukee? I mean, I think he wants to because that's his hometown. But does yeah. he realize, or does he understand? You, you know, I mean, what, what's the big reason why that that couldn't happen? Probably money, right? That's yeah. the big one out there. Absolutely, and payrolls. They couldn't. They couldn't uh,
1: I mean, they, they couldn't generate offense. They're pitching, mm-hmm. you know. Speaking of that, I got a question for you on this. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, you're going to break down the Brewers. And I'm sure we'll hear it. By the time people hear this, they'll have heard your show, and I'm sure you're going to break mm-hmm. that down good today. But these guys are human, right? The players are human, just mm-hmm. like you and me. And you played a lot of competitive sports up through high school. You
0: You did you, too. Yep.
1: yep. You Old man softball, you mm-hmm. golf, everything. There's a human element to it, and you – you feel it in the locker room. If, you know if, When you're feeling it and the whole team's feeling it, that confidence there, it doesn't matter if you're down by three runs or five runs, you, you know you're in it. Mm-hmm. But if something's wrong, something's off, you kind of feel the pressure, you feel isolated from the team, it just doesn't – you don't mm-hmm. have
0: that juice, right? Yep.
1: Do you think losing Woodruff took some of that juice?
0: I think it could. And I thought, you know, before, I'm like I, – I was – and I think this was probably more of a hopeful thing. Would they use that as motivation as a rallying? You know, rallying point. Like, okay, we're down. One of our best players. It sucks. It stinks. But let's use it as a as a rallying point. But I think you know, you know look at these last couple games, and you kind of have to wonder was was that part of it? The thing that you know for for game two that just kind of boggles my mind. The way it started, the first few innings. If you would have told me Freddie Peralta would have gotten pulled before Zach Whalen, I would have been like, you're nuts. Oh yeah, you're right. The and when Ooh. Zach is still out there afterward, I'm like, Jesus, how things unraveled so quick, and it was so remnant. I mean, you put up two runs in the first game. One they put up three runs in the first two innings, and then nothing. Right? It's just flipping. And then the one inning, it's like, okay, do, does this team struggle that much when it's the third time through the order? You know, for for the opposing team. I know it's just a couple games there, but. You know the the whole water thing. I think a day before everything started, you're, you're exactly right, and I think a lot of people kind of forget this when it comes to sports. They are human. You know, they they can say the right things and sound robotic nine nine times out of ten with everything. But there's no question. I don't think it had an effect in the clubhouse. Oh, it had When, to. when you have that self confidence, like shit. You know, one of our one of our best guys. You know, and then that's the reason why I think a lot of national people are saying, hey, watch out for the Brewers. And Woodruff's done. And honestly, I don't know if they've announced it, uh, but like September pitcher of the month, I mean, the guy was like probably the number one pitcher. Lights out. On the squad. Man, he was. Yeah. And yeah, not to have him, it's got to be demoralizing. You know, and then and, and at that point, Council, and I know some people are going to blame, well, Council still had like You can only do so much. You, you know, you can only do so much. And like you said, everybody else is human. It you can't completely shut that off. Some can. Some of the greats can. Michael Jordan probably could. You know, Tiger Woods and, you know, some of the But Kobe. It's Kobe. Yep. Some of those guys. But I know it would about, you know, been in my mind. Yeah, you know, I would have been like, shit. We lost one of our dudes. Yep. That,
1: so. I know it, it deflated the fan base. Yeah. But then the way game one started, you got Burns on the bump. Yeah. They come out scoring three runs in the first two in- innings and you're like, Yeah, here we go and then they just got their asses handed to them, and that was mm-hmm. deflating. And then yesterday they start out two nothing. It's like, all right, they're back. You know, and,
0: and they don't score any more runs. That's it. done. Nothing after that. Yeah, it was.
1: And and it wasn't like they didn't have opportunities. No,
0: you know. Was it uh, even in the ninth? Yeah.
1: When Yelly hits that double, mm-hmm. you know, you got guys on second and third. You know, slap one to right field. You,
0: the game's tied up. You know, yeah. Or Well, no, they were down three. Down three, they. yeah, but yeah, made things really interesting at that point. Yeah, but yeah, then what was it, uh, seventh or eighth? Base loaded one out yep and a dribbler to to the pitcher and then one up the middle right to the shortstop right i mean sometimes there's bad breaks but it's like situational hitting it's just ah, i don't know what you do at that point you know what 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 does council do at that point you can't right he probably packs his bags and goes to the mets where they'll
1: put a payroll out there or a team on a payroll out there that he can win with he's a hell of a manager
0: you know I'm just saying, you know, I don't, and I don't know if this is something Council will ever do, but throwing this completely out there, everybody assumes Council is going to be one of the highest paid managers, maybe the highest paid manager if he decides to manage next year, whether it's Brewers, Mets, whatever. I think we all agree if David Stearns wants Council, which I don't know why he wouldn't, they'll probably be willing to spend more than any other person out there to, to get Council over there. But what if Council goes to Mark Anasio and says, Hey, I won't ask for the bank. I won't ask for the top manager pay. I want to be, you know, paid what I deserve. Throw a little bit more money in that in the payroll, though, for for a team. Because I feel like if Council is back next year, this has to be shades of 2011 where you go all in for one year. They have to. Because we all agree this is the final year for Burns and Woodruff in Green or, uh, in, in Milwaukee, right? Yeah, there's no way to keep them both. No. Can't. There's nothing. No way. Not well, not even just one. I don't think. If Burns pitches like he did the last couple outings, it you know yeah that dollar value might go down a yeah, little it might bit. Might go down but, a little bit. But, but it he'll takes be, one team. Burns, he'll be back. I was man. gonna say it. He's got a, every talented player from the Brewers. Now is gonna have a connection with the Mets. We know that. Yep. Absolutely. Burns will. is gonna be one too. So I'm. I'll be honest with you. I'm. Su- I'm
1: surprised that Stearns has been around this long. I remember five, six. You know. Shortly after the Brewers hired him, the Mets needed a <clears throat> needed yeah. a manager, and it's like he got the Brewers back to prominence post two thousand eleven. And I thought I, I'm surprised
0: he's been around as long as he has. Mm-hmm. But crazy. no, it's I I feel like every so let me throw this out here: if Council's not back, whether you know, let's say he's somewhere else taking a year off, maybe even in a front office role with with the Brewers, do you at that point to say, screw it? And start the rebuild then, and move on from Woodruff and I don't think and, you can. And Brandon, knowing that it is the final year, or do you try to push it one more year with whoever the the, the new manager is? I you've got the horses in the stable, mm-hmm. you gotta at least go for
1: it. You mm-hmm. don't take one year. I don't. The manager does make a huge. Pe- some people realize that A lot of people don't. The casuals don't. The manager makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in a ball game. But if you've got a major league manager with the World Series talented roster, you got to go for it. I mean, bring in a couple pieces on offense and make one last shot. Do
0: they have a World Series talented roster right now? Some, no, yeah,
1: but I think if I think offensively, you know, I think if they had a guy like Donaldson all year, which next year he'll be 38, so mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to be the long term answer there. But um, I look at a guy like Turner
0: from Boston, yeah, you know, he's 38, 39, too, but he's still hitting 280, 290. Has a little pop, maybe only has one more year left.
1: Isn't it crazy? We say hit 280, 290, and we're stoked about that. Yeah. I mean, whatever right. happened to the three hundred is the benchmark, you know?
0: Right. It's oh. like the thousand yard rusher in the NFL. Yeah, that's not enough anymore. Right. You get released. Yep. You know that sort of <laughs> stuff. So, but no, I mean, I think we all agree it's you, they need that. They need that guy in the middle of the lineup. No, like maybe Sal Freelick could eventually there, but there was just something like, okay, Sal is the fifth hitter. I don't know if he's ready to be that middle-of-the-order guy, you know, that power guy right there. Like, when I think of a fifth hitter, I'll go back to, like, when Casey McGee was hitting it, oh, yeah. when he was a good player over there. I mean, even Corey Hart, you know, th- those type of – somebody just that provides a little bit more protection there. And, again, Sal, I think, could be a really good player. I just don't know at that spot his rookie year when you have him hitting fifth. It's like, ooh, You'd like a little bit more at that spot.
1: Yeah, that little – that middle of the lineup is kind of the – the weak point I mean Yelich really shouldn't be leading off mm-hmm. you get him down into that three to five slot
0: and I think what affected that too is Adamus's offensive play was so inconsistent right you know if he's consistent like he was the last couple of years it changes it a little bit he was batting six and I was just kind of waiting for him to have that moment in, in these playoffs like he had a couple chances for yeah. for big hits he did and then and remember at the beginning of the year we were talking about should he get a huge contract, and I think that's gone down quite a bit right now. Yeah, it has, has to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bummer. But I think the biggest thing now is yeah, figure out the council thing, and hopefully it doesn't. And that's where I give I do give Craig a lot of credit for this. If he legitimately you know said at the beginning of the season, hey, I want to just look at my options at the end of the year, I, I can't fault him for that. Right? No. I mean, he's in a position to do that. He's in the driver's seat. He can essentially control his own destiny at this point. You know, if he went to the Bruges and said, I want to go back to the front office, Mark Anassio already said that they'll do that. You know, they want to keep I don't fault him for that. As a fan, I don't like it because I just want him to, to be there. But again, they're human and I don't fault him. He's in a unique position. And if he can decide what he wants to do, I think, I think he should go and do that. Just don't go to the Mets. Yeah. Although, you know, that's the other thing, too. It's like you go to the Mets, that pressure is instantly on there to turn that thing around. I don't think it bothers council. I, I love the quote that he had yesterday. I don't know if he said it was before the game, and I'll paraphrase it, but, you know, he said, backs against the wall, you know, do or die, love it. And I'm like – that's you know i love that mindset and this is a guy who's won a couple world series as a player key player (laughs) yeah i think we can all have those visions of him crossing home plate and such so yeah he's been there he understands it and i think as a competitor you embrace those moments
1: yeah you have to Mm -hmm. and yeah it it sucks they they definitely did not lose this series because of anything council did right you know they just they didn't execute on offense Mm -hmm. pitching kind of didn't stay consistent, and
0: it hit him in the rear. It's just the biggest dis- – we, 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 we knew the offense was going to be the biggest question mark. It stinks that they started off so fast in the first two games and nothing afterwards. But I think the most confusing part is the instant downfall from their two starters. Like they start – both Corbin and Freddie started really good. Yep. And then just like that, they hit a wall and they couldn't get out of their jams. Corbin throwing the home runs. That, you know, the, was it the sixth inning for Freddie where they had the four runs there? And I know the bad luck with the Santana one there too, but, you know, with the bat coming at him and he's trying to make the stop. But it was that, – that to me is like kind of really stands out is that instant fall from those two starters. Yeah, it killed them. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, you know, leading up to this, we were talking, would three or four runs be enough to yeah. walk through? And I was like – Three runs, we should be okay. Four runs, we're good. Well, I was dead wrong. Especially
0: against, no offense, but the Diamondbacks. Yeah, you would think that would be the case. Right. And nope. yeah, nothing needed so. six and seven if we wanted to win. Yep. You know exactly. I say, I say, go for it for one more year too. And part of it is because Euchre is going to be ninety. I last night, the last. I mean, I had Euchre and I
1: turned him on a couple times throughout the game just yep. to hear it. Yep. You know and it's tough to sync things up like you used to yeah with you know? streaming and all that yep. stuff yeah it's it's tough i spent two innings getting it synced up <laughs> but
0: i had to listen to Euchre for the last two innings just because mm-hmm. you don't know you don't know it could be it and, and what his final call was like we'll be together again soon or something like that i yeah. think was the final thing he said so and it's
1: but still it's like i'm i almost get emotional thinking about it. he's like a grandfather that i've never met you know because yeah. Since I was a little kid, I turn on the radio and it's Euchre. You know, my, you mm-hmm. know, when my, when I was little, he was on the radio. I can't tell you how many Brewers games I've listened to before I ever watched one. Mm-hmm. You know, and God, that voice—he's just an iconic. Right. How he doesn't recycle. I mean, I can't even tell. I have to recycle four jokes over and over. You know. Yeah. This guy has a new story every night, 162 times a year, yep. and in the playoffs. I, I love that guy. There's never going to be another Euchre. No. I tell you what. I would rather keep Euchre around five more years than council five more years. That's <laughs> I love that guy. I shouldn't have to pick but... Euchre or Council. No. Uh, it's I'm I'm actually gonna be crushed
0: when, when he's gone. He's he yeah, he's brewer's baseball. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. And I, I I think it's smart by the brewers for the last few years where they've had like a Jeff Levering or somebody with him. Not only just to, you know, give him breaks in that too, but it's not that instant cut off whenever that time comes then that person's in, like, an impossible situation. You know, a newbie coming in and you're replacing Bob Beaker, nobody's going to give you any credit. Whereas if it is Levering or or whoever, they've already kind of built up that rapport. You know, people know who they are already. So, but hopefully it's not for another few more years. Right. But, again, he's another guy, too, where he says, hey, I'm done. I can't fault him either. No. I'll tell you what, I don't want to be working when I'm 90. No way. He's (laughs) older
1: than dinosaur shit, man. That guy's... (laughs) He's Yeah,
0: and yeah. he does good. I yeah. mean, his
1: voice still sounds good. Yep. He's still witty and quick. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Oh, man. guy's amazing. Isn't it weird, though, that we're talking about future of counsel, uncertain more than a 90-year-old broadcaster? <laughs> it's insane, th- is it? Right. Like, I just feel like everybody just assumes he's going to be back, and we're, we're more wondering about uh, the manager at this point. Right. But... Hat tip Crazy. or a hat tip to to Uker there so the uke the uke. If it was afternoon, I would I would chug a beer to the uke. <laughs> Uh All right, sweet. So because this will be the uh, we won't be able to talk about Packers before then. So we might as well throw in a little green and gold, green and gold Raiders. Hey,
1: shout out to the Twins though. Yes, and and we're not talking Jordy and and Josh Crass either. No, at, which it's is it not their birthday? You said today.
0: It is. I don't even know if they listen, but this is a good test. Yeah, it's a great test. So how test. about this? The key word is crass.
1: Ooh, crass.
0: Keyword crass. I, I like it. That. So what uh, you just thats like a little reminder for me. So what we're doing now to see if anybody's listening, keywords, key phrases, um, you tell it when you're listening and you hear the key word. Uh, you just got to type it in on our website. But uh, to make it easier, you can – uh, text, um, you can text. So it's a couple different things. If you want it easy to for us to text you the link instantly, just text us at 715-830-1912, the word CAVE. Okay, because it's man cave. So text the word CAVE. You'll get a link set to you saying, click here to enter the keyword, which is CRASS, C-R-A-S-S. Or you can just go to Sports Talk com, and it's up there, too. And then you enter it. The more times you enter the keyword, every time you listen to a, a new episode, you're going to win some prizes, some events, some experiences, all that sort of stuff. So Sweet. So the keyword. I'm texting it now. Crass. C-R-A-S-S. Am I, am I eligible? Yeah. You're eligible. I'm eligible? Mm-hmm. Gosh, dang oh, it. Yeah. You can have a dinner with yourself.
1: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dogs and macaroni and cheese? Is that uh,
0: my dinner? whatever you want, man. <laughs> Is that Hudson's favorite what's Hudson's favorite dinner? Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Or cheese pizza. Ooh. That's it. He's
1: Isn't that what's his name of the turtles?
0: Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Mm hmm. And pizza? Kevin from Home Alone.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, we're dating ourselves there. Kevin from Home Alone. Yep. Still a iconic movie. Oh yeah.
0: A couple months here it'll be on the TV all the time. That's for a Christmas us. movie, just mm-hmm. like Die Hard. If Die Hard's a movie, Christmas movie, so is Rocky Four. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to have to have He to... fights Drago on Christmas Day. He does. And when they're in Russia training, you can hear the Chipmunks Christmas music in the background. It's a Christmas movie. I won't argue it. Yeah. I'll allow it. Thank you. As the honorable. The honorable. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, all right. Football. Football. Devontae Adams, yep, going up against. I hope we Jair's playing in this game. I do too. Iron versus Iron in yep. this one because you know, and I think it'll be respectful, but you know, there's going to be some trash talking between those two. Oh, you know it. I'm, uh, that's I'm what's got me it. pumped up. I, I have. I don't hate Devontae. I don't. I still love Devontae. I do too. And. I just hope he sucks in this game, but he, I still love the hell out of 17, and I cannot wait to see those two. And that's the thing, too. Joe Barry, if you're listening to this thing, just let 23 on 17 the whole flipping game. Just just shadow him the whole time. Let don't take this away from us. Right. Let it happen, okay? We don't need a Justin Jefferson thing from week one last year where he just unloaded. Let 23 go out there against Devontae and just say, do what you do. Nothing fancy, just do what you do. Is Jimmy G going to play for the Raiders? I think so, but I don't know if you saw the uh, report that Devontae is very high on Aiden O'Connell. I, haven't, I didn't the, see the that. Rookie, I think it was Jeremy Fowler uh, that said that from ESPN. Okay. Now I don't know if that will mean anything. Well, he funneled the ball to him too, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So he's probably very high on him. Exactly. So. Yeah. But I think I think if Jimmy G's cleared to go, I think he still plays at this point. Here's a question for you. Yeah. I'm like a squ- squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> uh,
1: do they – okay, if you're Joe Barry and you got 23 on 17, which we all want to see, mm-hmm. I mean, put a camera on them and just leave it on them and show right. us down in the bottom Somebody's corner. Somebody's got
0: to be mic'd up for that too, one of those Both. two guys. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? Yes, that would be amazing. I mean, I don't. if they're Un-edited. not even thinking about this, somebody needs to be fired because it should be done now. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. those two guys mic'd up and go. Oh, that's... Now I'm all getting all excited about that. I, yeah. Right?
1: I, that gives me the goosebumps, man. That's mm-hmm. going to be phenomenal. What's your do, question? Do they
0: put a safety over the top, give him help? I think you let it go first. Yeah? Let Jair see what he's got first. Let, I think Jair's let, got... But you cannot let Devontae Don't let him get a free yards. release. Yeah. you got to get up there with him. You have to because he's so good at the line. I mean, he's so good at the, the release point, right? Right. And if you give him a little bit of cushion, it's done. Right. I don't care how good of a corner you are. Jair's got makeup speed. And and the thing is is that Jair should know this, too, for how many times they've practiced against each other over the years. Right. But I think the only way is you got to get up in his face and don't let him... Show off his basketball skills with his crossover moves and, and get open. Yeah, you got. I, you've got to get physical with these receivers. Get the timing off, especially if it is Jimmy G. You know, got to get that timing off. Yeah, Jimmy G's really lost some zip on his freaking fastball, hasn't he? And I, I think you know, it, and it's not always a knock, but he is a system quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. Where you can adjust on the fly, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, those types, he's a system quarterback. And again, there's nothing wrong with that if your system's good, like the 49ers, you know, Brock Purdy, whereas it works.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I'm not ready to say Brock Purdy's not a system quarterback because I think he is. But, you know, if, if it's things aren't working, it's kind of like Jared Goff in a lot of instances, too, where you know, why did Sean McVay and the Rams want to move on from Jared Goff? Well, because he wasn't working in their system. Right. You know, what they wanted to do. He's working in what Ben Johnson and the Lions are doing right now. And that's why he's playing better. So I think, yeah, you go after Jimmy G. So, I mean, Rashad and Gary. I know everybody's like, well, Khalil Mack got six sacks six. last week. Yep. <laughs> you know, should the line be at three or four for <laughs> Rashad and Gary at this point? But. That dude, somebody, you know, I know if Pro Football Focus is doing a good job with it, but there needs to be more talk about what he's doing no. at the start of this season. We keep it amongst us Packer fans.
1: and <sighs> Well, I'm saying, like, praise, dude. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, the guy the is phenomenal. He is, and he's going to have to get paid. That's why I'm like, no, we don't want to hear nothing. Yeah. Don't say nothing. Oh, they
0: know about it. <laughs> oh, they, they know about it. That guy. He's man, not a hidden gem anymore. damn man. I love the emotion he plays with, too. Yeah. Like the thing is, and this is what buzz, bugs me the most, pisses me off the most about this defense. They've got dudes, they've got dudes with swagger, and I feel like I don't I don't know if it's holding it back, but I feel like just unleash some of those horses. Yeah, Rashan, Jair, you know, unleash them a little bit. Let them let them go do their things. You know who would do that is Jim Leonard. Yeah. Joe Barry sense.
1: has got to fucking go. With this experiment, I mean, almost to the
0: point where, I, how do they keep him there? I, I just, it, it blows this, my mind. You know, the whole we will be better at stopping the run in that. That's a ten on the ten out of ten for me on the BS meter because this has been a problem for a while. Uh, it should have been fixed. A while ago, it's not going to be fixed in week one. In you one said week. You,
1: they've got the horses in the stable. Mm-hmm. It's Joe Barry's
0: the one that's putting them in position. And I think it's at this point too. If we kind of read a little bit between the the lines from from like Matt Lafleur, you kind of wonder is Matt Lafleur now at a point where he's got to micromanage? Right. You know where he's like, hey, you got to stop playing shell. You know, he's got to you know being in those means you got to stop doing this. You know, and and I think he's at that point. He's got to be at that point. I think right now that no this isn't working you got to change it he's got to micromanage him and that's like i think the last step before a move is made and i know there's this is where i disagree with some people on this because i've been seeing this too is like well if he gets fired you know it's not going to make a difference you know there's no reason to fire him in the middle of the season just do it till till after the season which i disagree with uh, and I and, and I don't know what some of the reasons are. I'm sure the majority of them are like, well, you know, you fire him, it's just going to be somebody on staff. It's going to be kind of the same philosophy. And I disagree with that because I think you we've seen examples across the board where teams have made moves where they've, you know, like let go of a coordinator, promoted somebody within, and it's changed its work. And I think a lot of those times those, those people who get the interim tag know – Hey, the reason that guy is gone is because of this. So well, I'm not going to do the same approach. I'm not going to call the same type of game. He has, like, a couple examples off the top of my head was when the Ravens, when they won their last Super Bowl, Cam Cameron was their offensive coordinator. He got fired. And then Jim Caldwell was the quarterback's coach. Calls plays. What happens? They win a Super Bowl. And Caldwell yeah. moves along into, into a head coaching role. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the Lions for, for a little bit. Ben Johnson wasn't Dan Campbell's first offensive coordinator. It was Anthony Lynn, and then that whole thing, and then Dan Campbell started calling plays, but this Ben Johnson character was moved into a pass game coordinator when that whole thing was going down. And in the offseason, he was named offensive coordinator. You have these opportunities you know, where I don't necessarily agree with people saying, well, if you fire him, it's just going to be the same thing. I, I disagree with that. I-, I disagree with that because I think whoever it would be would realize like okay we can't just do the same stuff. That's why Joe Barry's no longer here, and this is a job opportunity. It's a, it's it's an interview. It absolutely is an interview. And I don't know who that would be on staff. I was just top gonna my ask you who do you think it would be. I I I, <laughs> I don't know. I I really don't know. Um, you know, if it was last year, I'd say a guy like Jerry Gray, who's done it before. Uh, Mike Smith. I know he's with the the Vikings for the last couple of years, but he was the outside linebackers coach. Who I he reminded me a lot of like a Kevin Green, you know, type of player, but. I don't know who that would be right now on the defensive side. I would side. take Rich Passaccia and throw him back there if I had to. Right? <laughs> I mean... Oh, no shit. But I just... I think... If Jacobs goes off for, for the Raiders, you have the bye week after. Do you make a move this early? I would have... I, absolutely. And you know what I'm referring to? Barry? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You have the bye week for the whoever it is to... To get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I...
1: I agree with you. The great points and, you know, going back, you know, because they're going to know not to do what got the previous mm-hmm. guy fired. And right. The I just the, – the Joe Barry experience has been a, a nightmare for all of us. I, I don't – it just bothers – and I'm, I'm wondering if they kept him on thinking that maybe, you know – I'm trying to think in my head, why would Lafleur have not made a change?
0: Because – I'm the same way, like, when – it's like a philosophical thing or philosophy. Like, you always wonder the why. Exactly. Like, I that and that's always – Bugs me and keeps me up at night and I can never sleep is because I like the why. Why they do this, why this person say that, you know. So I'm the same exact way. I I know what I know what you're saying. Yeah, right it's it's the why. What is the purpose? Why is he keeping
1: him there? What is he seeing? Because it's just like players, right? They see something all week in practice, they they see how everything behind the scenes. So there's there's reasons, there's personal connections, there's but at the end of the day, what happens is on Sunday. The performance out there is what should dictate whether you have a job or not. And Joe Barry, how many times – we've had games, we've had little flashes of, look at this freaking defense. Mm-hmm. Well, with that fucking lineup, that we should be saying that every week. I mean, they legitimately have the skills on that defense to be like a 2010s Ravens defense. Mm-hmm. They really do. And it's just that shell, the scheme, the – you know, week one against Justin Fields, granted it's the Bears and we're seeing now how terrible they look even, you know. Yep. But they were bringing pressure from all different angles. They were mixing up coverages. They were they were looking great, and I'm like, holy shit, that's why they kept Joe Barry on. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was one game. You know, three games later, it's like, yep, we didn't haven't seen a repeat of that. Man. Yeah,
0: you know, I'm looking at the the roster, coaching roster right now. The only player or the only guy uh, coach that I would maybe say is probably Jerry Montgomery who's their defensive line slash running game coordinator. He used to be a co-defensive coordinator. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Back in Oklahoma, back in the early 2010s. I think it was 2012 off the top there. But then I'm like, you know, you look at the defensive line, it's like, well, some of those guys aren't playing that well. But, again, is it is it because of what he's being told to do? Because we kind of – I think we got that glimpse last year from some of the comments that Jerry Gray, mm-hmm. you know, kind of said. And obviously there was a disagreement or a different in, difference in philosophy between him and Joe Barry. And that's why Jerry Gray is with Atlanta right now. Right. But, and I'll tell you what, Jerry Gray, I know for a fact the players absolutely loved him mm-hmm. uh,
1: because Mr. Devon House was talking about that. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah. I mean, there has to be – you're spot on. theres They probably have handcuffs put on them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not – just the handcuffs maybe it's because the whole defensive scheme doesn't allow them to do what they want right you know and i, th- I think th- so he, again going back to the what was he thinking with lafleur keeping uh, joe berry kind of along the same lines is that do they do the packers realize okay we're not gonna compete for a super bowl this year is this like a final audition year for because it it let's face it you bring in a new defensive coordinator it's a new system there's going to be growing pains for a year a lot of times mm-hmm. maybe two was it a let's see if Joe Barry's scheme is going to work and if
0: not we got to move forward or move on so what your the first thing that came through my mind is 08 again so if you remember that 08 Aaron Rodgers first year starting yep uh the year prior there in the NFC Championship game Bob Sanders was their defensive coordinator. Um, it was a solid defense. You know, you had Al Harrison, you had Charles Woodson playing press man coverage, which yep. I think everybody wants to see again, you know. 08, what was the reason they lost a lot of those games? Defense, right? So McCarthy fires Bob uh I think it was Bob Sanders. Um but uh and then hires Dom Capers. And 09, like where you said it takes that year or two? That's what I remember everybody saying 09 because he it was a 4-3, they're bringing in a 3-4. Yep. And I remember everybody saying it's going to take a year, you know, just to, to – they made the playoffs, though, Arizona playoff game that we don't need to rehash there. No. And then year two, defense was really good, they won a Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, that there's parallels to, to 08 at that point. Right. Differences Dom Capers would bring the house. He was
1: freaking yeah. – yeah, we got – I just – Joe Barry's – I don't think the defense is aggressive.
0: And I want a defense that punches you in the freaking – I month. want a physical one, yeah. Not not to the point of, like, the stupid penalties that we've the Quay seen. Yeah, Quay Walker, Rudy Ford, you know, a couple times there, too. But There's a difference
1: between playing
0: aggressive and tough and being undisciplined, and yeah. I feel
1: like they're undisciplined, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating.
0: Like the Rudy Ford one I was at uh, Chicago where he got bulldozed over, and then, you know, he tries to make up for it yep. and gets the 15-yard penalty. I get it. You're frustrated at that point, but you got to be a lot smarter at, at there, too. Where I, I give Quay Walker a lot of credit, too, I mean – Again, Jair, we, I don't know if anybody else knows, but Jair was the guy that came up to him and said, why don't you try meditating? And that's why Quay Walker like now meditates on the field before the game because Jair's big into that mm-hmm. to try to calm him down. So that's where I always like, you know, when people say that they don't have leaders, just because we're not in the locker room and we're not around the team doesn't mean that they don't have leaders. Leaders right. lead in different ways.
1: Absolutely they do.
0: And I think Jair is a leader in a lot of instances. I'll go back to preseason when he was jawing at Jordan Love. You know, when he was going at these young guys. To take a Quay Walker to the side and say, hey, why don't you try this? That, to me, is being a leader. It might not be a leader for what a lot of people have in their minds, you know, definition-wise. But to me, that's being a leader. So that's where I, I, I disagree with a lot of people saying, well, it looks like they don't have a leader. They don't have a leader on there. You're basing that off of watching it on TV, Right. Leadership to me is when you're not in the game all the, you know, it's there's more than just in the game. It's in the practice on on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, in the locker room. That's where I think leaders stand up. Yep. At halftime in the locker room there. So, that's where I, that's one of my grind my gears when people say that cuz I think yeah. that's a lazy take. It is. I, I really think they have leadership
1: there. Mm-hmm. And I am one like Jair. I love Jair. I think and he I think he is a leader. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I also a lot of times will say, "I wish he'd shut his mouth and play football." I, I, I really don't mean that. I love Jair's. I love his swagger. I love mm-hmm. his attitude. I love how he goes after his game, and I think he is a leader. And mm-hmm. he 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 does talk a lot of talk, but he he walks it too. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you. I think there's the, they've got the leadership in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even a guy like Devondre Campbell. He's a leader. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been injured. He's been out, but right. um, they've got leaders on that defense. Mm-hmm. I think they've got leader. I think Jordan Love's a hell of a leader on offense. Yeah. And I think the. Aaron Jones is a leader, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Aaron Jones is. He's fastly becoming one of my all time favorite That's, Packers. I completely agree with you. I don't know what the future is going to be like after this year with him. But. And I've gotten to see him, interview him uh, a couple times. But to. The thing that always separates me especially it was last year the otas the mini camps when veterans could go and leave jonesy was still there he stayed he stayed there and that to me always just resonated with me and i don't know if it was because he was being which i, I think he's like hey i'm gonna stick around with these young guys and help them out or or and i think a lot of this is too because at, he wasn't a high draft pick no, you know he was a fifth runner who had to work his way up, and I think that mentality kind of stays there too. Yep, I love Aaron Jones. man. You know what else I love about him? His mindset. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like when he restructured his contract this year. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, what do you feel about taking a pay cut?" And he's like, "Pay cut? I'm going to make ten million dollars this year. I've never made ten million dollars in a year. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a pay cut. You know, right. so it's the way his mindset. You know, yep. and the guy's phenomenal, mm-hmm. and he's he's got swagger." He's a respectable... I'm sure he called you sir 30 times in your interview. Hell yes. You know? Yes,
0: sir. No, sir. Yep. Every sentence ended with sir. Yeah. At the end of it. And I've, I've met him twice. Mm-hmm. I'm not interviewing him like you, so I haven't had to
1: have discussions, but he called me sir three times in the two times I met him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, dude, I'm not a sir. I'm just, you know. And, you know. Um, but it's the military background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah super respectful dude. Super nice. Um, and... He plays that swagger, man. He gets that tutty on Sundays, and we got a lead, and the shades go on. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I love that. Sombrero.
0: So the sombrero. And anybody who hasn't seen him outside of pads, that guy is small. He's very small. Yeah. And you just kind of yeah. wonder how much that body holds up. Oh. You know, some of those times. Because that guy, he took a lot of un- uh, big time hits against Detroit, too. And you're just like, oh, God, I feel bad for him right now. Yep. He got hit hard a few times. He got back up, though. He pops up. He pops up. I I love watching him play. Freaking love it. God, he can run. That's where I like, I don't know how they can do it, but if he could stay around for a few more years, that's a guy I want to root for to break team records. Mm hmm. You know, rushing records and and all that to where, and you and I have both met him on Green, you know, nothing.
1: Love but, Green,
0: you know that, but I want Aaron Jones in that category too. Like yeah. where he's approaching Amon Green's rushing records, where he's approaching, because that's the guy I want to see at the top of record boards.
1: Yeah, and Amon Green is my all-time favorite Packers running back, mm-hmm. and I would love to see Aaron Jones surpass what Amon did. Because mm-hmm. yeah, phenomenal player and person. Yeah, so I yeah I, I hope they can do something to keep him around. The sad part is running backs fall off so quick. Yeah, and the injuries are starting to. You don't know when that control. wall's going
0: to hit. Right. You know it, it'll hit right then. And you can't forecast it.
1: No, you can't. Look at Ladanian Tomlinson. Look <laughs> at uh, Todd Gurley. To, I, yeah, Todd Gurley popped into my head right yeah. as you said <laughs> that, too. You know, one year he's just, bam, he's the best ever, and the next year he's nothing. Yep. So it, it's crazy how that happens to running backs, and that's why these teams don't pay him. Right. I mean, who wants, who wants to be a running back? First off, your shot to get there is so short, and then when you are, it's so – hard to get there
0: and then when you get your shot it's so little especially if you're a running back and you know you're going to a team that's got a shitty offensive line right you know no offense to evan smith but evan smith broke records because his off- offensive line was flipping fantastic Did you imagine barry sanders behind that uh, line shit he'd be playing for a few more years and he nobody <laughs> would touch his rushing record oh he it'd be like jerry rice's receiving record nobody's going to touch that right even i still don't think nobody's going to touch jerry rice's receive in in this day and age no you know and, and a lot of that too is so dependent on quarterback play where Jerry Rice had the luxury of Joe Montana than Steve yep. Young and and he kept his body in shape to play that long too that's a credit to him yes but you know like i'm it's a, like what about Justin Jefferson who's going to be their quarterback yep you, you don't know like if they can hit on a quarterback for the next 10 years okay then i'll say hey Justin Jefferson can make some noise but you don't know at this right. point so Dude, we're already past forty minutes, so we gotta Ooh. we gotta wrap it up here. So what's your pick? I'll ask you for your pick. Packers, Raiders, Monday night. Right I, now. I on the on the on, on the spot. Yeah,
1: gr- uh, My prediction wasn't great last time, but my prediction is Green Bay thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. I think they I think they're gonna come out and ball out. They've got they basically had a bye week. Yep. The Raiders defense isn't anything scary.
0: Uh um, no, there's a lot of discord in that locker room right now, too. So yep.
1: thirty one
0: 31-27? Oh, I think right. it's
1: going to be a high-scoring game. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I was going to say 31-21, but I think a couple field goals may be in there. Devontae go over 100 yards? Who? I think it depends who's quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's here's the question for you. I, I'm i assuming you're going to pick Green Bay. But after you give us the pick, I want to know what's going to be more likely. Rashawn Gary over three sacks, Devontae Adams over
0: 100 yards. Ooh, that is a good one. I'm gonna go with Delonte. Really? Delonte? I don't trust Joe Barry. Yeah, that's true. what it boils down to. <laughs> I don't trust Joe Barry, and I feel like the Raiders, after coming off of allowing six sacks, might try to double team 52 every time he's. And I'm assuming he's still gonna be on a pitch count. But that's where the other guys, like a Preston Smith and all, that got to take advantage of that. Absolutely.
1: Lucas Van Ness, you're going to be mm-hmm. – you're, you're in the spotlight. Monday night football.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, I might go. I just – I don't trust Joe Barry with coverage. I don't trust it. If although, they, although I mean, if they look at this, this run defense and be like, let's just run the ball the whole damn time and Green Bay's not going to stop it, it's like you have no need to throw it at that point. True. I have no – I'll pick Green Bay, but I – I'm not confident I just I just don't trust this and I'm usually very patient you know me I'm very patient I'm at this level with Joe Barry I don't think I've ever been at with a with a coach right now I'm that frustrated I am too that frustrated I with even everything. stuck
1: up for Dom capers for several years mm-hmm. when everybody wanted him gone
0: even after he won a super Bowl mm-hmm. so i just I'm so frustrated right now because they've invested so much on that defense a decade yeah. <laughs> and I don't think every player, I don't even think half those players are busts. They're not. Right. They're not. They're good players. It's just for whatever. It's not freaking working. So Score. I'm going to go a little lower than you, though. I'll go 24-20. 24-20 Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Devontae over 100. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, more likely uh, between the two, I'll go Devontae over 100. Right on. Yeah. Crass. That's the keyword. keyword. So, again, text it. It, it. Well, you can text the word cave because that's always going to be the keyword for to, to get a text. So that's the texting keyword, if we will. Yep. So every time you listen to an episode, if you just text the word cave, you're going to get that link sent to you. That way you can just do it on your phone and then enter the keyword, which is crass. Perfect. Or just go to our website, too, sportstalk1051.com. So. Nice. We got a few to wrap it up here. A few segments coming up in the future. C bomb might uh, do some Q's, Q's and A's. Oh yeah. We might battle between artificial intelligence.
1: We're gonna we're gonna see
0: if Dan's dumber than the computer. I'm not dumber. I'm smarter than the computer. It's not (laughs) trivia stuff. Like if you do like the like uh, whatever Chat GPT name your top five receivers of all time. You know that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're not smarter than me on that. We're going to find out. We'll find out. So, All right, C-Bomb. Appreciate right on, it. brother. Talk Thanks to for you soon. Me. You got it. Everybody else out there, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, don't forget, be a friend, tell a friend, subscribe, and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. Until next time, we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.